0: But they had to go through the motions, and the motions meant for Russia that she was then put in prison within, actually, not just an immigration prison, but within a general population prison where there are both immigration detainees and regular inmates. And she lived there for about three months, going through a series of emotional upheavals, trying to figure out why she was even there.
1: I mean, there are a whole lot of things to talk about, but maybe one of the most important is to reemphasize that she came here when she was five years old. For her, America was home. America was the place where she lived. For a five-year-old, I don't care what the uh, the government thought about whether her position was legal, illegal, or otherwise. As far as she was
0: concerned, this was her world. Absolutely. And she had been taught throughout her whole experience that she would only go to jail if she had done something wrong. So for her, it was actually a really an eye-opening experience. Suddenly, she was in prison, and she was thinking, Why am I here? This isn't justice, she thought. This is revenge at that point. So she finally did
1: come out. What, what did they say to her when they let her go?
0: Oh, well, in fact, one of the officials who was looking over her paperwork as they were being released said, oh, you actually do have a claim for asylum here. And so her, her, her situation was very tragic. And in a lot of ways, though, it made her resolve to dedicate her life to a kind of human rights agenda to try to make things better for the world. So there is actually an optimistic turn to a really traumatic story in Russia's case. I mean, there been all sorts of pieces in the
1: newspapers and magazines, countless journalistic pieces about Muslims in America since 9-11, Arabs in America since 9-11. You were the one who pointed out that you feel as though Arab Americans are, what did you say, we remain curiously unknown. Is that the essential need
0: to become known? I think that in a lot of ways the need is to be able to be in charge of your own definition of yourself. So all of these articles that you're describing in the television shows and the talk radio and the punditry on the news shows, a lot of that ends up inscribing and reinscribing a certain definition of who you are that doesn't reflect who you think you are. So there's this constant onslaught of this culture defining you. Well, maybe there's another example from your book that would make your point, and that's the young man
1: named Sammy. He uh, wouldn't have thought of himself, I guess, really as an Arab American at all before 9-11.
0: Yeah, Sammy's is a really great and interesting story. He decided that he wanted to join the Marines at a certain point. As you say, he had very little Arab identification prior to that. He joins the Marines prior to September 11th, 2001, and then, of course, after September 11th happens, he knows suddenly that he's going to go to war. Sammy ends up doing two tours in Iraq as a Marine, and something interesting happens to him there, which is his Arab identity actually starts to grow in Iraq as an American soldier. And then when he comes back, finally, after having completed his two tours, and he goes back to college and he joins the Arab Association on his college campus, some of the guys there don't want to have anything to do with him since he's fought in an unpopular war. So it's really a topsy-turvy kind of tale.
1: Sammy's an interesting character in the story that you tell, and he called it a kind of conflict of interest eventually, an Arab-American killing Arabs. How did he deal with that?
0: Yeah, it was a tough call for Sami. I mean, I think that one of the things that he started to notice was how the environment that he was in, in Iraq, reminded him of his travels, his own travels, his family travels in Egypt. Suddenly, you know, his memories are are being rekindled, and he sees his family in front of him as he's there as a soldier in Iraq. So it's, it's not an easy thing to deal with at all. So one of the things that he ends up doing is in the few instances where he has this kind of direct contact with the Iraqis as an American soldier, he believes that he can mediate rather than confront the situation. So he tries to mediate between various soldiers and between the population. It's an interesting position to have, and I think that it's something that I've seen within a few other examples of Arab Americans within the military. They see their role as being one of trying to Make a difficult situation a little bit easier between these two populations that don't understand each other, one certainly coming to the other.
1: In some ways, what you've been trying to do with this book, put a human face on an unknown population. I hope so, yeah. Mustafa is the author of.